The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome now to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our topic today is our journey of hope. And Percy, we've talked about this before, but we've got to come back to this. This is such an important program. It, it's, it, well, first of all, it's a very unique, one-of-a-kind program to start with that's really addressing the need of the local church today that in many cases is not being met. We know that great there are great churches everywhere across our landscape, and many of them have ministries that focus on addictions, uh, marital uh, status and sure. divorce, financial recovery, matters. financial matters. But in many cases, we do not have any focused or organized healthcare ministry specific to cancer, and we know that the incidence of cancer is rising in yeah, our country. Look around your congregation, regardless of the size of that congregation, chances are you're going to see someone who's affected by cancer. Yeah, just look at the prayer roll and the prayer list and see how many of them are listing uh, needing support or help through uh, cancer. So again, the reality is that that sits before us, but are we really equipped and prepared, which is the fundamental question, to respond in a way that will be beneficial to those that are sitting inside of our churches? So you are leading the charge with our journey of hope to make sure that churches have the opportunity to get equipped to minister to people living with cancer. I've been given the privilege to to be part of this one wonderful program that basically at the end of the day, we are providing resources and a relationship with local churches to be able to go out and effectively respond to cancer care needs inside of their church and their community. But you're not doing this alone. No, You've got no. lots of help around the country, right? I, I, and I need lots of help to do this. <laughs> we have uh, individuals at our regional sites uh, that are also reaching out into those local communities of our pastors and our chaplains, and we are spreading across the country. Uh, well over, uh, you know, 1,400 people have been trained through the program at this point, and uh, we have about 300 people, churches who have started ministries. So we have lots of help, and we have lots of people that have now joined the fight of becoming part of the cancer care community. Someone who is just as sold on our journey of hope as you are is our guest today. Uh, Reverend uh, King Beverly will be on the program here. He will, and he's going to help us understand from his perspective as a spiritual outreach coordinator that supports the program some of the challenges that local churches and pastors may actually be facing and how to basically overcome that and be equipped, which leads us to our spiritual nugget for the day, and that is Hebrews, found in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verses 15 and 16, and it, it basically states this, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Therefore, verse 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. We're going to talk about that principle that's contained in this scripture because we are working through the challenges of not feeling adequate or maybe we haven't picked up the ball as we should, but we're going to run to the throne of grace and we're going to receive help and mercy in the time of need. That's a good word. All right. We're going to rally the church for cancer ministry as you listen today to our journey of hope here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Go right now to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Stay tuned.
If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. You are listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, who will introduce our guest in just a moment. Remember, spiritual support is provided at Cancer Treatment Centers of America when and if desired by the patient. Well, with me today is my special guest, Reverend Aking Beverly who is a spiritual outreach specialist at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America at the Eastern Regional Medical Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Good day to you, sir. Oh, my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. It's good to have you. And, and, and we want to talk about the work that you do, particularly with a program that we've, we've talked about and we've discussed on the show here previously uh, called Our Journey of Hope. And and first, before we get into that, what is a spiritual outreach specialist? What does a spiritual outreach specialist do? Well, we do a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we basically help to build relationships with the pastors who come on site for our two-day training. So it involves a lot of follow-up, a lot of um, coaching, mentorship, uh, connecting. It's, it's, it's a highly relational uh, position. I mean, as you can imagine, you have pastors, church leaders who are really struggling to answer uh, a variety of different questions. And we are kind of that middleman between us and um, the pastors, director of pastoral care, um, the clinicians here on site at the hospital. And so within the context of that, and I've known you now for several years and I've worked with you and it's been a privilege to know you, um, you're, you're a busy person. You, you do quite a bit within the context of your role. Uh, you help support the Our Journey of Hope program in, at, at your regional site. Some of the things that you do from an outreach perspective is primarily around helping uh, also churches and organizations really get grounded in developing and starting cancer care ministries. Let's talk about what happens in those engagements. What are some of the questions, concerns that you've had to address from people inside of local churches who are trying to start cancer care ministries but not really sure know how to do that? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. It really depend on, it depends on who attends the training. If we have a pastor who comes in, of course, the the line of thinking or the questions might be uh, different compared to a delegate that's sent. Okay. Um, when you have a pastor, uh, you know, first they have to look at their schedule for the year, and the question is of urgency: how soon? How do we implement this? When? And you can sometimes run into the uh, challenge of um, I want to say overthinking it. You know, the program is very well thought out. It's simple to implement. doesn't have to be, you know, implemented on a large scale. So sometimes we can overthink it. Uh, when you're a delegate, 
sometimes you might feel like you're fighting an uphill battle. You know, once you get all these cool resources, an eight-week curriculum, a leadership guide, participant workbooks, it's like, man, where do we begin? And so they rely on us. They ask questions about, you know, what are other churches doing? You know, how are other leaders implementing the training? What's been some of the feedback? And we have an opportunity to answer those questions. And, of course, for, for context purposes, the Our Journey of Hope program is a, a curriculum, Bible-based uh, training program that empowers local churches and faith-based communities to basically start their own cancer care ministries and to develop others to do so and to engage cancer patients and their caregivers within their church and also their local community. So you're referencing that program. And once pastors or delegates uh, attend, graduate, and, and are commissioned to go back to their local churches, this is where a lot of the questions and thoughts and concerns uh, enter. Uh, can you give some examples of some specific things that you've recently helped to address uh, that may be helpful to someone listening today about starting a cancer care ministry? The biggest question, you know, or a challenge we've had, we've had an individual start a cancer care ministry in their church, and they were going for every Tuesday. They, they, they had this training. Uh, it was consistent, but no one was showing up. Okay. And, you know, she would call me, you know, uh, maybe once or twice she called me, asked me, why aren't people showing up? But then around that second conversation, and, that, and that's usually the typical question, you know, how do we get people more involved? How do we get people who aren't, you know, necessarily cancer patients? They might have been touched by cancers, but how do we get the whole church involved? And what she realized is that people begin to recognize her as the cancer care lady. Mm. And they didn't immediately show up to the training, but they would pull her aside after church at events so she was essentially, essentially uh, um, accomplishing her goal. Um, it's just that the Tuesday night was more of a marketing technique or tool uh, for that particular congregation. So that is a, a question that we get. How do we get people who may not be aware of the importance of cancer care? How do we get them involved? How do we get them to attend? And how do we keep things exciting is, is a typical question. And, and that, would, that would make sense that that would be a typical question. Now, Reverend King, I want to dig into this a little bit. You're you're also a pastor. You pastor a local congregation uh, as well. So you also can speak from a pastor's mindset and perspective. Why is, in your opinion, having a cancer care ministry important to a local church? Why should a local church start a cancer care program? Well, I'll be candid um, and I'll use an example. I had a pastor who had been through the program uh, attend. He ran into, he was purchasing a car, and he ran into an individual who was not of the same faith, and uh, obviously they built a relationship. And when he found out that he was starting a cancer care ministry, this individual began to ask him questions and began to unload about his wife, a recent diagnosis, and questions of God, questions of faith. And it, it really troubled this pastor because he had challenges answering. I mean, this wasn't someone that uh, was of the faith, you know, that you can just throw out some of the, the pocket scriptures we have. This is sure. someone you really had to have a, a heart to heart with. And he struggled a little bit with mm. that. So he gave us a call and uh, we were able to get him in touch with one of our chaplains and kind of walk him through the situation. But that that's one of the important roles. You know, I've been with uh, the organization here, Our Journey of Hope, for about four to five years now. On a private level, someone close to me was recently diagnosed. Um, we went through the first challenge uh, when they were initially diagnosed, but then the reoccurrence. 
and, and finding out that it's a lot worse than before. And even being in this position, uh, uh, being a pastor, helping others, I was even challenged, hmm. you know, personally. Oh, what do I say to someone who I dearly love? Right. It's totally different. It's not talking to someone who, you know, maybe seven, you know, degrees of Kevin Bacon away from you. This is someone I love, and I don't want to see struggle. And I had to make a decision to myself follow you know, some of the guidelines outlined in our journey of hope. And it's a struggle. And so I can only imagine what some of the pastors and churches are, are going through when they're faced with this on a daily basis. Uh, Would it be fair to say or to suggest that there are many pastors who potentially are struggling with the ability to effectively respond and, and engage in a conversation about cancer care, the mental and emotional elements of that with members of their congregations based upon the experiences of what you have just said as a pastor and then having worked with cancer patients and churches and pastors now over the last five years? Would it be safe to say that that's true? Uh, Yes, it's true. Um, I mean, there's so many dynamics, even for the caregiver. Now, let's look at it just really quickly from that perspective. I'm someone who understands and when I found out the news, I struggled with, should I let people know? Who should I let know? How would I deal with the pity? Yeah. You know, how will I, you know, all these dynamics. So then you wonder, why don't patients, why don't people, are the people we love and cherish in our congregations, why don't they tell us? Right. You know, what's their logic? What are they thinking about? And so as a pastor, you're probably not as prepared as you think because, depending on the church size, you know, that the cancer population there may be relatively small. Okay. Uh, so you may not have enough experience because, you know, it's probably something that's new. And then all of a sudden you, you, you start to realize that if you have a church of, what, uh, 200, pastor, uh, 200 congregants, you, you may have eight people diagnosed. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you try to figure out how do you serve them, how do you help them, and then you realize there are unmet needs, and then it just goes on and on and on. Um, so it's not a comfortable thing, trying to figure out how to provide solutions for – problems in situations that you may not readily have answers for or be prepared to answer or solve. There may be some pastors, and and there probably are pastors that are listening to this program or individuals who are members of churches who may be thinking about their pastors. What would you like to say to a pastor right now about cancer care ministry to either inspire, motivate, or educate them on the need of, of seeking out information that will empower them to be able to better address the issue potentially of cancer in their congregation. You have a family in your corner. You have people you can trust that are experts that understand, you know, uh, this is what we do. And even if you're not ready to attend the training right away, just reach out and give us a call. This is a serious matter. The people we serve, they have questions and they may not share them right away. Mm-hmm. So it's important that if you have any reservation, I, I usually say if there's smoke, there's probably a fire. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us, call us, we'll pick up the phone and we'll see how we can help. Well, with that, what we do know is that this is true, that by the year 2050, the American Cancer Society has said that cancer diagnosis in America is going to double by the year 2050, that one out of every two men potentially 
will be diagnosed with cancer and one out of three women potentially will be diagnosed with cancer. Many of those people belong to the good local churches with pastors who, based upon your experience and what you have just stated, would really be empowered and equipped to really respond to those needs. I thank you, uh, Reverend King, for the work that you do, for the commitment that you have to this work and the continued success of the Our Journey of Hope program. Uh, May God richly keep and bless you, my friend. Thank you for all that you've contributed to the conversation. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Well, after listening to that conversation, I'm convinced more than ever that there's no church in America that wouldn't benefit from our journey of hope and the training available to equip churches. So we'll tell you how to get involved when we come back in just a moment and talk more with Reverend Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepherd. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration found online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Our journey of hope is our theme today here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our journey of hope is a program, if you just joined us, meant to equip churches to minister to people who are on a cancer journey. That is correct. We want to make sure that every local church that loves God and loves his people are able to address the current issue and need of our day, which is cancer. It's prevalent and it's pervasive. And the question on the table is, are we really equipped on the local church level to respond? Our Journey of Hope is here to partner with local churches with resources and a relationship that will enable them to do that. So please go to OurJourneyOfHope.com, all one word, lowercase letters, OurJourneyOfHope.com, where you can get all sorts of information, testimonials, and how you can register online to become part of one of those training sessions immediately. And I will repeat that information in just a moment. Well, we heard from a pastor himself today who's benefited from this program, is now helping lead the program where he lives. So let's uh, let's talk about what we learned from Pastor King today. Well, Pastor King Beverly is a spiritual outreach specialist. And his role specifically is to help support uh, this particular program, Our Journey of Hope, in the regional area which he resides, which would be in the East Coast of Philadelphia area. And what he has done over the last four years has been very much uh, engaged with local churches, number one, answering questions, providing support, and encouraging pastors and leaders to go back into their local churches and begin to start cancer care ministries. And what we heard from him was very insightful because he, he basically shared with us some of the struggles 
or potential perceived hindrances that some pastors have had in getting started. And we want to eradicate and remove those barriers so that we can empower and release those pastors and those spiritual leaders to go out and effectively start cancer care ministries. What did he mean when he said pastors overthink this issue? Yeah, he made a tremendous statement. I think that because pastors, the nature of a pastor is to be a strategist and to think tactically. And they have so many different moving pieces of what is going on in their their ministries with regard to other groups and and, and other uh, initiatives that they have, that they tend to overthink the idea of what can and should be done from a cancer care perspective. First and foremost, we are not expecting a local pastor or anyone in a local church to be a physician. See, again, you hear cancer and you hear ministry and you start thinking, well, I don't know the terminology. I don't know <laughs> my way around the landscape of health care. It's not required, nor is it necessary. They've already got enough on their shoulders. That's correct. So we want to arrest some of that overthought processing that pastors tend to bring to uh, this this conversation at the end of the day. And I think also in terms of manpower and resources, you know, we don't have enough people, or we don't have the right people. And the fact of the matter is, you probably have more people sitting inside of your local church that is ready and fit for this ministry than you realize. But again, you're overthinking what you think they should and should not be able to do. So we are not trying to add to their burden today, are we? We're trying to lighten their load because uh, very often, generally speaking, pastors struggle with how to respond to someone with cancer or their caregivers. Well, again, because it's, it's, it's not just a pastoral dynamic, it's a human dynamic, which happens, pastors happen to be humans, but because pastors in some cases uh, have been uh, equipped to believe that they're the shell answer man, they're supposed to have answers to everything <laughs> about everything all the time. One of the things that's not part of their didactic or seminarian training is anything relative to health care and specific to cancer. So we're providing and we're filling in the gap of knowledge and information that will provide them the needed insights and information and resources. And see, the other element of this is that we're not asking the pastors to execute this ministry. Ephesians 4.11 says that God called the fivefold ministry together so that they can equip and train the local church to do the work of the ministry. So we're just asking pastors to cast a vision, to get this vision, cast it, and then begin to empower the people that are sitting in the pews, the saints, who in many cases are nurses, some cases doctors, certainly former cancer patients, or caregivers who are more than willing and ready to provide this type of care. They just need to be rallied around a structure uh, that gives them sense of direction and purpose, and the Our Journey of Hope program will do that. You can find out more about the next available training session when you go to the website, OurJourneyOfHope.com, OurJourneyOfHope.com. Let's go back to that verse in Scripture, those two verses in Scripture you read earlier to us. And the key one that I want to quote here is Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verses 15 and 16. It says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. In this particular case, I want to associate the infirmities of being a pastor as one who may not feel adequate or equipped to really be able to respond to cancer because no one has oriented or trained you on how to do that. So, of course, you can't just innately respond and speak to that by osmosis. So that may be you may feel in uh, insecure and you may feel ill-equipped. Don't worry. 
you have a high priest who can be touched by the feelings of your infirmities, but in all ways was tempted as we are yet without sin. The sin reference here would be pulling yourself away from the opportunity to meet the needs of those members in your churches and provide pastoral care service to them. The sin would be not equipping yourself. The sin would be not being willing to say, Lord, here am I, send me and provide me with resources that will allow me to do that. And so verse 16 helps us out. Therefore, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace as we do for anything else from God. When we need our resources met, when we need our marriages men, we need some help, Lord. We need resources to help us to be able to adequately speak to this cancer community. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Our journey of hope can be such a great asset to the church. So check it out online at ourjourneyofhope.com or this radio program's website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And again, there's a training session coming up soon. You can find out all about it and get all the details on either one of those websites, ourjourneyofhope.com, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, I know this is personal with you. You uh, believe in this ministry. You see its potential. Well, I do. First of all, I love pastors. As a former pastor and a minister, I love pastors and shepherds. I have a shepherd's heart. And today I want to reach out and hug and embrace and empower our local shepherds. Check it out. Our Journey of Hope. And thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.